Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, December 20th edition. We're here to talk SmackDown Live. I thought it was a pretty fun show. I have a couple of guests with me tonight. But uh, first, this episode is brought to you by Skills, the worldwide leader in mobile esports. Play the games you love and win real cash prizes. I hear myself in my headphones, so I'm going to pass this over to Alex while I handle this uh, situation. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, I'm here also with uh, Jeff Hawkins, who's the nat- who's the uh, normal guest. I'm here. This is the last... Okay, piss off, Alex, I picked it. Piss off, Alex. Oh, yeah, I he's finished. It. Great. <laughs> I had a technical error there. I had, uh, I had it pulled up so I could read our YouTube chat. In the middle of me pitching skills.com slash fight, I was hearing myself pitch skills.com slash fight. But either way, I got to hear it twice. You all can hear it once. Head over to skills.com slash fight on your iOS or Android devices. Win real cash prizes playing mobile esports. That's skills with a Z. Download your fr- uh, favorite free games. When you make a deposit, skills will double it. Then when you use that promo code fight, F-I-G-H-T, Fightful will give you $10. How about that? You can't beat that. You can't. Just go over there, play a bunch of games. I'm not going to take your money this time. Skills.com slash fight. I'm joined by Alex Palowski. You already got his intro. You don't need it. I don't want to hear him bury me anymore about Christmas movies, which we will talk about later in this show. But we're here with Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, how are you? What kind of man doesn't like National Lampoon's oh, Christmas Vacation? <laughs> Listen, I'm going to spare everybody this conversation that, that the three of us are 
while Sean doesn't no, no, like no, no, no. National <laughs> Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, I agree. Sean has really terrible taste in, in Christmas movies. Yeah, he he isn't like us actors who are uh, learned on the, on the uh, quality of Christmas cinema past. Yeah, he, he's really kind of shitty when it comes to this. Sean's there. been triggered tonight, aren't you? Okay. The, yeah, the conversation <laughs> has been had. The conversation is over. Someone's, we don't even have to approach it anymore. Someone's a bit gotten to. I think it's you. <laughs> hey, you know what? I have been triggered. I gladly <laughs> take the reins. And I am not as good at it as Alex. I, I will play the fake diesel of 1997 version of Triggered on this podcast. But I'm telling you. A to answer your, story, to answer your story question. Trash. To answer your question, I'm doing okay. That's good. That's good. Fantastic. I know Alex is doing fine. He's warm and cozy over there. Alex. Look at that sweater. Look at that that thing. thing. This is the uh, He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special sweater that I got. Um, It is the the last day of uh, the Christmas behind me because the next time I'll be on a podcast will be post-Christmas and I won't Make you guys look at this stuff all the way till New Year's. That would just be absurd. Now, and as we all ever, know, I'm on. never absurd. Hold on. Have you ever walked out of the house wearing that thing? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Like, not near any schools or anything, right? No, no, no. Into, no, the, no. into the two feet of snow that he faces in his driveway. Oh, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It's very warm, so that's good. We had WWE SmackDown Live tonight. I liked the show. Uh, after three good weeks of Raw, we got a bad one, and I thought that this SmackDown really helped me rebound for the week. We started with the best uh, WWE World Championship match I have ever seen in my entire life. James Ellsworth versus AJ Styles. AJ caught a no-chin music and then punched and kicked Ellsworth a few times, including one time that he missed while Ellsworth was selling. He knocked down Ellsworth. Ellsworth sold dead. And that was it. About 30 seconds in. Was this match everything you dreamed of it being, Jeff Hawkins? I think it's what it had to be because you turned Ellsworth heel. Now, And he had absolutely no sympathy from the audience, so you had to kill him. And I think the audience wanted you to kill him, and you killed him. So that's perfect for me. Alex. Yeah, I mean, if you had the under in, uh, in the match time, uh, I think you won. Uh, he lasted uh, uh, less time than Lesnar did. Uh, it was a it was a pretty quick squash. Uh, it was great. I honestly, I honestly thought they were going to keep dragging this thing out for several more weeks. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they're moving on. Uh, yeah, Ellsworth sold everything great. The beatdown afterwards was just brutal. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that where he dropped him on that table. That yes. was scary looking. He didn't even get him on the table. He knocked him against the corner of the table, which, I mean, that I, I, I let out an audible yelp at that. Jeez Louise. The, the like, that's Vince McMahon tailbone cracking territory mm-hmm. there. Obviously not for the same height. But uh, that this was what it needed to be, I think. Uh, and I was cool with it. I, I enjoyed every bit of it. Styles unleashed a fantastic ass kicking on Ellsworth. Mm-hmm. Ziggler came out like full 1989. Kerry Von Erich, Ultimate Warrior hair, which is it's you know what I'll give him credit. It's good for when he's calling spots, even when I can hear them through the camera mics. 
Uh, Baron Corbin comes out, says Ziggler wastes chances, ends up hitting him with the end of days. There was a lot of crying in this about what people deserve and don't deserve, and I really hate this because I don't think it gets anybody over, Jeff. Yeah, and plus the fact that we've already had a two-month program with Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler where Baron Corbin pretty much handily destroyed Dolph Ziggler. I mean, and, you know, I, I understand – the logic in this in terms of in terms of how you do it but you know it, it just sounds it, it sounds a little too inside baseball for me it sounds a little bit too close i mean i was thinking baron corbin was gonna come out and pull braun Strowman and kill both these guys at first i would have liked that uh alex did i mean this was really it was smackdown like traditional smackdown booking a baby face earns a number one contender match and then ignorantly puts it on the line yeah. later later on in the show. Yeah, it's Dolph's greatest hits. Uh, he's so gullible, he'll put anything on the line. He was the one who said, I'll put my career on the line against The Miz with no provocation from The Miz. So he'll just put anything on the line. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I, I like that they're giving us something new. I mean, I'm, I'm almost certain that Baron Corbin would have been in that four-way uh, last week if he hadn't been accepting the award for most metal athlete in the world. So it's only right that he got a chance to be uh, a part of this uh, little main event scene. It's uh, a prestigious later. award, Alex. It's a prestigious award. <laughs> it's a major award. It's a major award. <laughs> Fragile. Speaking of putting things on the line, like at some point during that DX Spirit Squad feud, did like Shawn Michaels lose his ring gear to Dolph Ziggler or something? Was that put on the line? Because these are blatant Shawn Michaels pants ripoffs. Like he's not even trying to hide it anymore. I don't like it. Yes, either way. A, I, yes, but with a libertarian message. Oh shit. So I, I yeah, the first segment okay it wasn't terrible or anything. Uh, this Miz Apollo Cruz situation, I, boy, I like this match. I did. I I would go as far to say this is my favorite Apollo Cruz match since he's been signed with WWE. I liked it even more than the Finn Balor one that had the DQ finish. Uh, Cruz got to display a lot of his athleticism. He hit this like really cool high angle German suplex where he caught Miz in midair and just held him. And then dropped him flat on his ass. It was it was really cool looking. Uh, Maurice gets tossed and it ends up being inconsequential, but I'm cool with that. I mean, she got it. She was about to get involved. She got tossed. But after months of doing jack shit, it took Fluffy Iglesias to get Apollo Cruz back on TV. Uh, Jeff, have you ever had any interactions with Gabriel Iglesias in your times in L.A.? Yeah, I opened for him once at a comedy club here in North Hollywood. Nice guy. I like did him he, a lot. Did he get you an Intercontinental title shot? Uh, he did not, but uh, at the time the belt well, then he's not that nice. The belt was prestigious. Um, now, <laughs> my only issue with this whole thing was I hate the eye poke finish as a way of an Why? excuse. Number one, because they've been using the eye rake. They've been using it so much with Kevin Owens. They've used it with Miz a few times now. They've used it a few times in the women's division. For me, John Jones uses it every fight. He does, but the way that they sell it for John Jones is a lot more vicious than they do for WWE. And I think in order to sell it more as a babyface getting screwed, you need something a little bit more than a temporary distraction on the eye poke thing. Otherwise, you're a stupid babyface. 
So that that's why that's my only issue with it. It's, it's been overused to the point where it doesn't matter, and also it doesn't do enough damage in the WWE where you think, oh man, he's really really hurt from this, like John Jones does when he actually goes gouging people's eyes because he's afraid of getting punched. Now come on now, Alex, what'd you think of uh, Miz Apollo Cruz? I liked it. Um... I think Apollo Cruz can do really good stuff in the ring when you put him in there with with a with somebody who's also a good worker. Um, you know, he had a, a match earlier this year on main event with Luke Harper that was just all kinds of fire. So he's he's good. They just have to have something for him to do. I was hoping they were going to team him up with Mojo Rawley and just at least have him at least be somewhere doing something with some kind of little odd couple tag team. But you know, if he's just going to get a one off shot with, against the Miz. And then go back to not being on TV for five weeks. You know, they should do something with the guy. There was this this situation after the match where Renee Young kind of had it coming. She showed up and she said, "Miz, has your obsession with Dean Ambrose gotten the best of you?" And Miz goes, "Obsessed? You're the one obsessed with him. You're sleeping with him." And the crowd. The crowd reacted. Ate it up. Voted. The crowd absolutely ate it up, and it was fantastic. I, I, I yeah. you know, if, if they're going to start folding in the Total Divas storylines, fine. Or to, and and Total Bellas, to be honest with you, I'm fine with that. And Miz is the guy to deliver this kind of line. I mean, he's he's the best heel on either roster right now, and I I, I loved every second of it. I loved Renee was fantastic in this too. Just smacking him and just having nothing to say and storming off. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that immensely. That got a good reaction too. I almost felt like if you're going to go with the Miz thing, I felt like maybe she shouldn't have slapped him. Like she should have been so embarrassed, and that's why Dean Ambrose snaps. That's why Dean Ambrose gets real pissed off. You know what? But I mean, that, hey, that's a good call because slapping may be overdoing it on the first time, and you may just be in so much shock that you just decide to go away without having any kind of confrontation. I'd, I'd like that too. That's a good call. I mean, the thing about Renee is that she is, like, notoriously professional, like, notoriously good at her job. Uh, so I would have I – would, I mean, I would have definitely paid it off with that. Hey, the slap got a great reaction, but I would have just left that hanging there and let Dean Ambrose be real pissed about it. Um, but then again, you would have – I would also change the order. I would have had that Luke Harper match before this. Right. That way it gives you a reason for Dean Ambrose not coming out there and kicking the living shit out of Miz as is. Uh, I thought this was great from everyone involved, from Apollo Crews to Renee Young to Miz to Maurice. Uh, this was good here, Alex. What, or what do you think about uh, them tying in Total Divas storylines? I'm fine with it if they actually tie in Total Divas storylines. She reacted as though no one was supposed to know as though it was an illicit affair and they're living together on total divas and everyone knows that they're together. It's the same thing as when uh, Carmella came out and said, Nikki Bella, I don't know if anybody knows this, but John Cena is your boyfriend. Like, yeah, we all knew. Um, I, I thought the whole thing worked really well, except for the fact that they expect, you know, the people who really follow the product that they're pushing, they're saying, please go watch total divas. If you had done that and then you saw this, you'd be like, yeah, I, I knew that. Um, so it's, you know, it's interesting, but, uh, I'm, I wonder what the percentage of people who were watching SmackDown tonight had no idea that Renee Young and Dean Ambrose were an item, like none. I'm sure there were some. Oh, uh, I don't know if there were some. I just wonder if it was more than, more than not. 
Well, Daniel Bryan has dropped it on Talking Smack as well. So, I mean, yeah. there's more of a percentage than just the casual watcher necessarily not knowing. Let's talk Let's talk about that women's segment that happened after because, Alex, it seems like we have differing opinions. Well, first off, Carmella's reaction to, be call, to being called a Staten Island snitch was great. Like, she just laughed at it like, that's the hardest you're coming with? Then she got thrown into a goddamn Christmas tree. <laughs> and to me, that will never get old. I will never get tired of watching people get tossed into Christmas trees. Uh, Natalia admits to attacking Nikki, calls Nikki a bitch. That got a great reaction, too. Uh, a huge pop. She starts with a promo that I thought was very good about how she's – I thought really – I thought this started off as maybe the best promo she's ever cut, and it really trailed off at the end, and she had to go back to saying bitch. I don't like being redundant. Then she gets a heater of a reaction when she says, that's why John Cena will never marry you. Mm. Well, I, I think, number one, Carmella – was fantastic throughout this entire segment. I mean, she just, she was so natural in terms of just kind of stirring the pot, sitting there listening, you know. She was, she was Enzo last night during the big cast Rusev thing. Yeah. Just like, let me watch, let me watch this unfold. Yeah. And she didn't come off stilted or, or anything. I thought she was great during this entire thing. Uh, I agree with you. This was, this is possibly Natty's best promo or at least part of Natty's best promo. I mean, when you get, when every single promo she's ever had is, 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 you know, I'm a part, I'm the only female member of the heart dungeon to graduate. My dad's Jim, the anvil Nightheart. I'm the queen of hearts. I have cats. You know, it, it, it's, they had to shoehorn that fucking cat into the promo. Well, the, it was a nice little insult though, in terms of that. I mean, you, my cat has more charisma than you. That, that's kind of a, a good line there, but I mean, look, I'll take, I'll take Natty just flat out calling someone a bitch offhand rather than you know say like a raw promo from last night where they go last night at what at what was it roadblock end of the line i had a great fight with blah blah you know instead of that expository stuff yeah call her a name it everything tonight felt like there was actual as as much as it might have been contrived some semblance of heat i thought and this whole segment handsome i thought i liked it and there goes that Alex, uh, what did you think of Natalia's promo? Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. It's just one of those uh, one of those things where, you know, for the last few weeks she's been so adamant. It wasn't me, Nikki. I swear, it wasn't me. As soon as she's called out on it, uh, on something much lesser than that by Carmella in front of Nikki, she's like, "Okay, it was me, and you're a bitch." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> why did you so want?" To not have Nikki know. Were you planning something else later? You needed to be closer to her for? Like, I don't understand what the big deal was of why why Nikki couldn't know that you had done this to her. And then all of a sudden, like, well, now that you know, you're a bitch. And I was like, okay, okay, fine. You know what? Fine, it, it's okay. it feels like a change of plan almost, to be honest with you. It felt, I mean, yeah. it felt like it wasn't originally supposed to be Nikki. I mean, Probably not Nikki, supposed but to be, It was probably supposed to be La Luchadora, but I mean, they had <laughs> For her. Well, I was thinking maybe possibly even, I mean, if they weren't going to make it, you know, Becky, then they, then they might've made it Mickey James to come in on the, on the SmackDown roster somehow because she was in town for the NXT match, but maybe they're just doing this to, they were holding off until total divas hit some sort of climax or something. I don't know. Yeah. I would have liked the Mickey James idea a lot more to be honest with I, you. Yeah. Ditto. 
Guys, if you haven't visited Fightful.com before, go do that. All of your boxing, MMA, and wrestling coverage, live coverage, live discussions. Uh, register for a free account at Fightful.com. Get early access to our podcast with Matt Riddle, Shane Helms, Showdown Joe. Got some cool stuff with Joe coming up at the beginning of the year, guys. Very excited for that. Uh, also, like I said, live coverage of every major event, even minor MMA events. Uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Lucha Underground, Total Divas, TNA, pay-per-views, all of it. You get access to our forums, exclusive analysis from Brandon Howard, our Fightful Pro Series featuring uh, EC3, Jason Kincaid, Deanna Perrazzo. Also, guys, you got to check out uh, Most Ridiculous every week with Anna Bauer. It's on our YouTube page. It's in our exclusive section. Check it out. It's one of my favorite segments that we do every week. This week's Shane Helm Show, by the way, guys, there are no major like WWE events. I mean, we've, we've done Roadblock to Death already. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Shane's experiences at the Royal Rumble, whether it's Royal Rumble matches, whether it's uh, singles matches or title matches. He won the Cruiserweight title there one year. Also, his experiences not being in the Royal Rumble, how that affected him, what he thought of it, uh, maybe reasons he was given for not being in the Royal Rumble. Going to do a little bit of a, a different thing this week with Shane since not a lot of stuff to cover Christmas week. So you have that to look forward to on Friday, guys. And hopefully we get those technical situations figured out. We're going to do the show no matter what, but hopefully we get all that cleared up. We had Dean Ambrose versus Luke Harper, guys. I have seen this match on TV, this singles match, eight times before, and I was pretty sure Ambrose was going to win. That happened. Uh, Alex, I'll ask you this. What do you think of Luke Harper using the torture rack as a regular-ass move? This is a move that submitted Hulk Hogan in 0.3 seconds in 1997. Well, you know, Luke Harper's uh, pretty well built, but he, he's not he's not Lex Luger, you know. He's got, Lex Luger had those lats. He could really he could really get the torture rack going, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, I think it's different when different guys use it. Uh there's a lot of different things. I mean, the DDT was a finisher for, you know, for D- it for still should Robert be forever. Yeah. So, uh, who has been who's been using the DDT lately? I feel like somebody has been. Bliss has been using it occasionally. Yeah, there you go. She was finisher, and you know, I mean, it's fine. But um, I don't mind him using that. I I I I like Luke Harper and what they're doing. I love I loved um, you know when the Wyatts used to lose a match and then do a beatdown. It always felt kind of perfunctory. Like, okay, here we go. Got to beat you down because you beat our guy. But it felt more vicious. Mm. Uh, after uh, after you know Dean tonight. So and the fact is they're not going to even be in a program with Dean. Like obviously Dean's in a program with the Miz. So Brave you know, the Wyatts beat down Dean and then just vanish. Like okay we did our thing now we're gone. Now now you're going to do this other thing with somebody else. Like they don't care who they're doing it to. It doesn't have to be like the guy that they're actually feuding with. I like it. Yeah, uh, Jeff. It seems like you agree with that. Also, oh, in regards to the torture, in regards to the torture rack thing, I will say this. I've said many times, a head kick from everybody isn't necessarily a finish. A head kick from Mirko Krokop is. So I can kind of see that. Also, uh, the steroid era. <laughs> torture rack works. Look, go back and look. Just eleven years ago, I was watching the Royal Rumble for some research for that Shane Helms podcast. I watched the 2005 or 2004, well, both of them, the Royal Rumble back then. Uh, the steroids. Wow. 
the steroids. I absolutely loved the beatdown after the match. I, I agree with Alex 100%. I liked the viciousness of it. It, it was a kick-stomp type of beatdown rather than just guys doing moves, which makes it feel more real, for lack of a better term. I really like that. I liked Miz coming down just to pick the bones, kind of like Brian Kendrick did last night. I thought that was a nice little touch as well. I'm happy that Renee didn't come in to try and save him. I'm I'm very happy they didn't make that editorial choice. So, yeah, no, I liked it. And I have no problem with Luke Harper using any move because Luke Harper is fantastic. And big guys using the torture rack always looks better than smaller guys using the torture rack. Yep. Although I will say the first time I saw AJ Styles do it to Samoa Joe, I was like, a Jesus. Damn. Oh, it's impressive. It's impressive if a smaller guy pulls it out, but on the whole, crowds will believe it more if it's a bigger guy, like, say, Luger or the Giant or, or in this case, Luke Harper. Completely agree. Just wanted to hear your thoughts. I saw a lot of people commenting that on – on Twitter, we had Alexa Bliss backstage. Uh, she was put in a match with an opponent since she passed up Fightful.com's Deanna Perazzo last week. She didn't want none. So so that, that's what I'm making of that. Oh, I, also, I re- Hold on. Before you move on, I retweeted a gif from this, and it is fantastic to watch Alexa Bliss start off coming in the scene grinning and slowly – Slowly it turns into a frown. I mean, Alexa, <laughs> this is some of Alexa Bliss's best work. Seek out that GIF on my timeline. It's, it's great. And, and that is, that's a pretty tall order because she is the best, I think, since William Regal at facial, facial expressions yes. in WWE. And, and it She's also, unbelievable. Yeah, and not just that. Most people would be anticipating that. Her timing was perfect. As, as Daniel Bryan kept talking to her and talking to her, her, her expression went from happiness to anger. It was it was absolutely great. She's putting a match with La Luchadora, Alex. Yep, this mystery woman. I tell you what, she would have stretched the shit at a Spider Lady. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, as soon as I saw the woman in in full body spandex and a, and a lucha lucha mask, I was like, "Oh, that's Becky Lynch." Um, sure. So you know, and it's it's cute and everything, and I felt like they waited a little too long to like do the reveal. I liked that the reveal really was the fact that she pulled out the disarmor. That was a cool touch. Um, but uh, like everyone in the entire arena knew it was Becky, except for Alexa Bliss, which doesn't make her look very good. Um, so. You know, I mean, I, I just I, I want I want Alexa Bliss to be a champion who has matches. Uh, she can she can cheat to win those matches, but mm-hmm. you know these these things where they're kind of like just treating her the way they were treating uh, AJ Styles for a while in the Ellsworth era. Uh, I'd like them to to take her seriously because I think she's a great competitor. D- dare I say uh, I, Becky Lynch was having a blast doing this oh, yeah. style and and oh, doing yeah. this especially. You know, doing the tarantula roll and then the after the match celebration. She was just when she was running around high five. She changed up her whole moveset. Oh, it was great. She wrestled a smoother match in a bodysuit and a mask than I've seen her wrestle in a long time. She should, maybe she should change that style permanently. It was it was pretty cool. Uh, also, everything she did was more organic than Kalisto. She absolutely did a good <laughs> lucha thing. Yeah, yeah. She like she, that character is more over than Kalisto. Where the hell is Kalisto? Hold on, Alex. Are you wearing fingerless gloves? Oh, yeah, it's shit. cold. In, it's it's cold in my basement. 
I, I, oh, okay. I thought there might be like a breakdancing battle on Beat Street later that you may have <laughs> no, to go no. to. Nope. Just trying to keep the uh, <laughs> fingies warm. Okay. <laughs> so we need those viewers. We need the breakdancing. Yeah. <laughs> get a card. Get, get a cardboard box. Wait a second. Box. Listen. 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 I know you all uh, criticize my my choice of Christmas movies, as Alex or Alex and Jeff will say later. <laughs> but I, I know how it goes with with you stage actors and actors and comedians. You all train in a little bit of everything. Alex, are you a trained dancer? Uh, I have danced in I shows before, it. but I would never call myself a trained dancer. <laughs> I'm more of a trained stumbler and maybe I can get the choreography right. So yeah. Alex is a trained dancer. Like we are trained podcasters. <laughs> so there you go. Ryan Philippe. He's backstage. He walks up to a stagehand and says, have you guys seen Randy Orton anywhere? Have you seen him? Stagehand goes, Nope. 10 minutes after the guy was on TV. Also, I would like to thank SmackDown for letting my wife know that her childhood crush is five foot seven inches tall. Thank you. I appreciate that. Kurt Hawkins and Mojo Raleigh confront each other. Mojo is a way better talker, but uh, he is a super douche, you guys. And I am ashamed of myself at laughing at Kurt Hawkins saying that he will beat Mojo Raleigh with cruel intentions. <laughs> Did that pop you, Jeff? It did. I I, I, I enjoyed that. And oddly enough, I enjoyed Ryan Phillippe during this entire segment of his because from what I've known through friends and just his career, he used to be very aloof, not very easygoing, a little bit on the weird side. I remember they had to stall filming on 54 because one day he just decided to dye his hair green. And... (laughs) showed up to the set that way and like ruined like a week or two of filming. It seems like he's gotten his shit together. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for the guy. He seemed like he was easygoing here and was all in on, on the fun part of it, even though he was a bit overwhelmed by Mojo's Mojo-ness. Um, I want to ask people in the chats, have you checked out the shooter show and how was it? Because I love the movie. Did you? I, I haven't seen the movie, but I've, heard, I've, I've watched parts of the show and I've enjoyed it. I mean, it seems like your average procedural type of thing. Um, <laughs> I love that they got on Morrow for calling him Chad Hawkins, too. Thank, yeah, thank this you, commentary team was a mess, but it was Mojo Raleigh and Kurt Hawkins, so who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> Alex, yeah. what would you think of this whole situation? Uh, you know, I'm done with the guest stars. Uh, it's only a two-hour show. You have, you have people like Brizongo who should be on every week. Uh, I'm just done with guest stars. I don't care how good they are or if you're promoting a show that's on the network immediately following this show. I just don't want any more guest stars. And I don't but need Alex, to see- Alex, it's Christmas. It's a time for giving. It's, that's true. I don't, <laughs> the only thing I want to give Ryan Phillippe is a knuckle sandwich. I haven't liked that guy his entire career. Uh, but Kurt Hawkins doesn't need to be on TV ever. I don't understand why that guy was ever brought back. Uh, the, all those damned terrible promo vignettes and he's back and he's had like three matches in two months like it's just oh man it's so anyone bad. Ha- anyone have a favorite ryan Felipe movie <laughs> oh the silence says it all i like way of the guy i only found I'm out that he was a like a c until tonight if you would have told me i would have thought he was still a big star because i don't know oh, he was attention. yeah he was high b for a while there Man, 
Wait, wasn't he in the Lincoln Lawyer? What movie was that? Was that which one? Who was in that? That, that was, was Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, he was in Lincoln yeah. Lawyer. I didn't see it, but yeah, he was in it. Hmm. Either way, this match was what it was. Uh, Mojo runs into shit a lot. Um, that's that's really that's really it for that. He I does mean, a he does a, he, he does a hell of a pounce though. He does. Yeah, he, he runs into things at a high rate of speed and makes oh, them look yeah. good. Yeah. Also, he picked the right New England Patriots tight end to be friends with because apparently Aaron Hernandez allegedly shot two more people at some point in his life. Let's ask. Let's ask this. We're going to start a pool. Before it's all said and done, how many people will it come out that Aaron Hernandez has actually shot? I say eight. What's it at now? Near 10, maybe? <laughs> oh, well, geez. Uh, I think I, some of them are just fame claims. Oh, no, I think I think he got in trouble for this at Florida, and they covered it up quite a bit because he was running with the wrong crowd down there. Um you know, although the only story I had seen this week was that uh, his lawyers are accusing Russian hackers of hacking his cell phone. That's how people found out about him shooting more people. It's <laughs> Fightful.com, you guys. You We've got all can't. kinds of funny, uh, funny Christmas stuff coming up. I, oh, God. So last night, Jeff, I don't know if you saw this on my Twitter. I told someone if they wrote a thousand words on why the eight-man tag was awesome and meant something that I would run yes. it on Fightful.com and somebody did. Yes, like, and you had to edit it from what I recall from last night's podcast because I do listen. Yeah, I sure did. Sure did. Uh, I'm saving that for Christmas night. Merry Christmas, you guys. I'm going to give you the Emelina treatment, as Andy said, on that one. <laughs> we had James Ellsworth backstage comically iced up and bandaged. He couldn't even talk. I don't know why I found that so funny. Uh, Carmella was taking care of him. What do you think Carmella's plan is here, Alex? This is this is the best possible use for both James Ellsworth and Carmella. I have no idea what they're planning, but this is so great because it drops him way down to the mid card where he can be a brilliant comedy act and not get involved in AJ Styles' storylines. I really like the guy. I just don't want him anywhere near the main event. And Carmella, she's, she's, she's passed off Nikki on to Natalia. She's done. She's got to have something to do. Well, you know, she used to be a hairdresser. Maybe she'll give him a makeover. Hey. You know what I mean? You, you know how long I've pitched that AJ Styles has been secretly getting his hair cut by Carmella thing? The only way to make that better is after he turns around and he's like, just how I like it. There's James Ellsworth ready to get his haircut, and he's face-to-face with AJ, and they have an awkward situation. He's like, hey, I just want my haircut. <laughs> so, therefore, she is responsible for the two worst haircuts on SmackDown. Jeff, think- your thoughts on this Carmella James Ellsworth thing? Here's what's probably going to happen, is that James Ellsworth is going to be convinced that Carmella helping him means that she's in love with him. So she's going to, So he's going to try to impress her by helping her win matches or by going after Nikki's boyfriend, John Cena. Oh, yeah. Either that, or she's going to be convinced that Carmella's in love with him, and Carmella's going to set him up for whoever she's bringing in that will then destroy him. It's going to be one of those two things. I think it's going to be the first one, though. Great ideas. Great ideas. Before we get into the main event, guys, 
Check out last week's show with Shane Helms. We talked total nonstop deletion. He reveals a lot of cool stuff. Uh, head over to our podcast section, fightful.com slash podcast. It's available on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, all that. Ziggler versus Corbin. This match was really nothing fe- special. But one thing I really liked about this is AJ Styles realizing that he has slept on Baron Corbin. And he doesn't realize it until he sits down in the uh, in in the commentary booth. Then he progressively realizes as it goes on, oh shit, Baron Corbin is for real. Alex, uh, any thoughts on this match? Uh, match was match was great. The match was so good. I was wondering if I was watching the same two guys wrestle that I watched wrestle at least 15 times between WrestleMania and Extreme Rules. Then Extreme Rules, Money in the Bank, that was their blow-off match. They had their first match, the, the Raw after WrestleMania, and their blow-off was Money in the Bank. And they wrestled 12 times somewhere in there. Uh, and one of them was when Dolph, Dolph Ziggler put on some wrestling headgear and a mouthpiece and kicked Baron Corbin right in the junk. Like, that was... <laughs> that's basically... What they used to do over and over and over again. I was really excited for the match until I realized that's what they used to do. But no, no. SmackDown is so good now. They can even make this pairing interesting and fun. And the match was really great. And I I went with you. I loved AJ Styles realizing I really don't want to face this guy. I actually thought he was going to get involved and cost uh, Corbin the match. Like maybe get get uh, your Dolph disqualified or something like that. Um or Corbin disqualified, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was very good. A deep six six was very good too. I said nothing special. It was, I I, I mean, you say great. I still think it was nothing special. The deep six was fantastic, though. Uh, Jeff, mm. your thoughts on this? Why <laughs> is Barrett Corbin such a dumbass? First off, why didn't he get back in the ring? Oh, I just you know they. they... Because Vince told him not to. Um, no, I, I I liked this. I liked. Um, I really liked the end where AJ went after both guys with a chair. There's there's too many times where all heels are friendly with each other just to be friendly. I liked the fact that the flaky heel knows that the badass heel is a threat to him, so he hits him with a chair too to make sure he stays down. I thought that was. Really, really smart on the WWE's part to have AJ beat up both guys. I agree with everything Alex said. This is the best match they've had, even when they were working together for a long time. I, I really liked that. I, I don't like the spot where where guys commentating and one opponent throws the other into the guy in the chair, and then that starts a brawl. I, I think that's it's been overdone, much like the eye, eye rake spot. Let, let's find some new ways to, to do it, please. That that's my only real gripe with it. You all seem to enjoy this a lot more than I did, but that seems to be the trend with a lot of things that are mediocre at best in life. Wow. So I'll take this time to tell Wait, you guys. Wait, hold this on. Just is- because I said it's the best match they've had doesn't mean I, I was head over heels with it. I like the beat down after. I'll tell you what you would like, oh, even Lord. if you got beat down after. Skills. Skills let you play mobile games you love and win real cash prizes. Personally, my favorites are the billiards and uh, the bowling games. As I mentioned, I suck at billiards and bowling in real life, but I have played and won real money with skills.com slash fight. Every skills game is free to play. What's really cool is that you also have the option of competing for real cash prizes. You can win money playing games you love. You can win up to $100 in a single tournament 
with entry fees as low as a penny. Skills offers a variety of games for iOS and Android devices, including puzzles, uh, bubble popping, bowling, pool, solitaire, trivia, and more. In addition to tournaments, you can also compete with other players head-to-head. Skills matches you against players with a similar skill level. That way you're not outmatched. It's not like, you know, if I were to play Jeff or Alex at, like, good Christmas movie trivia. Instead, you know, they'd be far outmatched. They, they have poor taste. But what you guys can do is go over to skills.com slash fight. That's skills with a Z. Download your uh, favorite free games. Try it for free. When you make your first deposit, skills will double it. Then when you enter the promo code fight, I'll give you 10 bucks. 10 Head on over skills.com slash fight. Use that code fight. All right, guys, hit me with it. What? Tell me why. Hold on. Hold on. Eggnog. Yes or no from either of you two? Hell no. No, I I don't. I don't drink eggnog. Both both of you have have no taste whatsoever, but that's okay. Oh, Jesus. Love eggnog. Listen, listen. The best of all the nogs. Sean Ross Sapp. You've been you've been trashing classic great Christmas movies for long enough, and I think I just got triggered. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something, Sean Grinch. Sap. Oh, God, let me mute him real I've quick. I've had it just about up to here with you trashing great Christmas movies. You think Christmas Vacation is mediocre? Mediocre? Let me tell you oh, something. No. When cousin Eddie is out there emptying his chemical toilet into the Griswold storm sewer, and he says Cher was full, he's not talking about the chemical toilet. He's talking about you, Sean Ross because you're full of shit, Sean Ross That's right. You call Christmas Story overrated? How dare you? How dare you? Let me tell you something. The only thing overrated around here is your ability as a film critic, because if you think Shout Christmas Story is overrated, if you actually think that, brother... It's, I'm not just going to shoot your eye out. I'm going to take this Yule log over my shoulder. I'm going to turn that some bitch sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. That's, that's, that's right. That's why I just wanted to say that to you. I'm just, you know, I, I have no problem, Sean, with you not being sentimental about certain things. That's, that's fine with me. Just pick better cynical movies than the night before. For God's sake, you talked about Home Alone and the night before. Go watch Scrooged. Go watch The Ref, which is pretty good. Yeah, there are plenty of good cynical movies, and then then your wife can watch Love Actually and, and even you out. I think Sean's mic has gone off. Well, that's too bad. That is a shame. Oh, Sean, what are we ever going to do without you? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You're tasting crappy movies. My final, my final uh, Christmas sweater is this oh, one that's here. That's nice. Of so, so what appears to be two Alex reindeers <laughs> doing it. Nice. I have no idea how this got through <laughs> the inspector, but I don't. I guess they're flying, but it sure looks like they're doing it to me, Jeff. Now, now, what's your favorite sentimental, like classic Christmas film? Like, I like, like Charlie Brown, but that's not a film. But I mean, like, an actual movie-type movie. Yeah, see, the whole thing is my, my sentimentality only goes back to my own childhood. Like, I, okay. I could take or leave It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, I've really? actually never seen White Christmas. Yeah, it's you know, a wonder- Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful, wonderful Life is pretty good. 
Wonderful Life is kind of schmaltzy. I mean, I, I could take it or leave it. I don't hate it. But, uh, I've never, but I've never seen like White Christmas or the really old ones. Okay. But, uh, yeah, my my uh, my all time favorite would have to be A Christmas Story, which is why Sean Ross. Oh God, I I don't. I'm, I'm with Sean on that one. I cannot stand A Christmas Story. Oh, see, it, no, just, it just no. got overplayed to the point where I just want to punch somebody in the face whenever it's. Yeah, on. I suppose I suppose I could I could get with that, but and catch at least three airings of it every year when it's on. Uh, TNT or TBS because I because you know so help me I just love that scene where he beats up the bully I was just set up in my in my couch and cheer all right Sean you're back with us nope not yet okay wow so there he is let's go with oh no he's he's sitting there watching I just can't hear him at all okay unless he's just not talking like a douche well uh I guess we can say that uh, (laughs) Okay, here we go. Favorite non-traditional Christmas song, like Ooh, a pop song, like like uh, a, like not a carol, but you know, like a pop song that came out. Sure, sure. I guess uh, <laughs> I guess Grandma got run over by a reindeer always uh, makes. Oh me dear smile. God! What is wrong with you? <laughs> I may mute myself so you can talk. To, you monologue that. That song is the worst song other oh, than that oh, Paul McCartney that's... piece of crap. Wonderful it's Christmas terrible. time. Oh, jeez, no, you know, Louise. Yeah. No, it's yeah, the I'm I usually love the old stuff uh sung by the good guys like Sinatra, Bing Crosby, Nat King Cole. Okay. I love those old things. Oh, yeah, I like that. But, I I'm a I'm a big fan of Charles Brown's Please Come Home for Christmas. Yes. I was like redone by the too. Eagles and stuff. Yeah, I like that. I like you know, I like the James Brown, Ike and Tina mm-hmm. Turner stuff that they do. Otis Redding singing White Christmas is pretty damn cool. If you hear yeah. that. I like Another the uh, this... one I like is uh Stevie Wonder Someday at Christmas. You've ever heard mm-hmm. that yeah. one? That one's pretty darn good too. Donny Hathaway, uh, "This Christmas," that's a good one. Clarence this Carter, Christmas. Clarence Carter, "Backdoor good, Santa." Come on, good stuff out there. Yeah, Run DMC, "Christmas in Hollis," which uses "Backdoor Santa." It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Sean, what about you? What's your favorite? Oh, "Silent Night." Okay. It's a good one. <laughs> it's a little slow for my taste. I like something with a beat you can dance to. Well, you can you can try and dance the Silent Night if you'd like. <laughs> the remix house version, yo. Come on, Sean, get back in here. It's your show. No? no? All right. Well, I guess we'll just talk about how uh, Daniel Bryan came out and made a triple threat for next week. Yeah. Uh, with Corbin and, and Ziggler and uh, Styles for the title. Next week's shaping up to be the biggest episode of SmackDown in a long time. Now, when did it become this wild card? Whatever was this, was that just tacked on today? I, mean, they, they I just guess tacked it on today with with okay. uh, with the uh, with the advent of Corbin in there. But uh, yeah, advent. We got the, oh, that's nice. Advent. That was good. Advent, that was good. It's, it's for the times. Uh, oh, sure. But we got uh, the four corners tag match, tag title match next week. We got Bliss versus Becky for real this time, and we got John Cena coming back. So it's going to be a big episode next week. Yeah, it was weird because I thought they had plugged earlier today a triple threat tag match for the number one contender spot. I guess they just scrapped it. They scrapped it. Uh, it was it was advertised as being the last three guys who were in that battle royal last week. Oh, okay. Besides Zack Ryder, so it was going to be Breeze versus Connor versus Heath, <laughs> and the winner of that would their team would advance. And I guess they thought better of that incredible decision. <laughs> But I, oh, I, I, was, man. I was actually really excited see, to see. you and I would have loved that. You and I yeah, would have oh. loved that. But a guy of wealth and taste like Sean Ross Sapp 
no. pissing all over or something like that. Yeah, he would not have liked it. Those mid-card geeks, they <laughs> suck. I would have loved to have seen uh, Tyler Breeze get some some good match time, um, but unfortunately, you know he uh, he showed up on the pre-show and gave out that. tickets to Booker T and uh, Renee, and that's Renee. His, that's his whole uh, his whole deal. Sean, you back with us yet? <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just there. <laughs> now see Die Hard Die Hard is was not was released in uh, during the summer, but it became a Christmas movie over time. That that was my right. part of that argument. That's what I was yelling at my phone as I was driving listening to you guys. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. you guys I can't believe you guys spent that much time on Home Alone for God's sake, so man. That that whole series I haven't seen one of them, so I don't know anything about it. Because it was like right when I hit that, like 18, 19 year olds, sure, I just didn't sure. want to see yeah. crap like that. Now, Home Alone 1 and 2 are actually pretty great. Um, a, a lot of it is just the fact that it's a live action cartoon because there's no way those two guys could take the beating that that kid gives them with improvised death traps. Right. Uh, yeah, they would have died several times over, but, uh, but it's, it's fan- fun. I'm a fan of a small little movie called The Midnight Clear that came out in 91 around that time. That's a Christmas movie with uh, Gary Sinise and Ethan Hawke. And uh, it's set in World War II where where a bunch of Nazi soldiers are in the woods. There you are. There you are. And better than ever. My own show. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were doing just fine without you, big guy. To be quite honest, I wasn't listening to a damn thing you all said for like two oh, minutes. Oh, good. Then you won't hear any of our uh, anything we said about you. Were you all putting over my selection of Home Alone? What? I did hear you slandering Home Alone. What the hell is wrong with you? Home Alone can eat it. That's <laughs> just stupid. Eat what? Yeah. <laughs> A dick? I don't know. What do you How dare are you? <laughs> I just, you know, it, it was never anything that appealed to me at any at, at the age when I was uh, able to watch it. So I never watched any of those. Weirdo. Seems stupid to me. What a weirdo. Yeah, I'm also old, so it helps. I'm disgusted watch the, with you. Two. You need to watch the ref. You you like those cynical Christmas movies? Go watch the ref. The hell is cynical the ref? Itself. It's uh, Dennis Leary and Kevin Spacey. It's pretty good. Man, I'll tell you what, guys, if your Christmas movies are anything like the way that you all carry a podcast without me, it ain't worth my time. You weren't listening, so how would you know? We talked gingerbread houses. We talked. No, we didn't. Are you gone again? Did you leave again? <laughs> you, have two windows you don't even know how to run a damn podcast. You're coming on here burying us. You can go to hell, oh, Sean Ross. Yeah. You, you, you get your stuff together there, sir. Stay tuned next week where our new host, Matt Riddle, will be joining us. Uh, yeah. He has, two be... window, he has two, two windows, windows open. That, two windows that they both don't work. Showing that spotchy beard of his that's on there. And, wait, what? Yeah, you can't say anything about me because you're muted, so suck it. No. <laughs> oh, that is a fine hat. There you go. 
that's better. Maybe one of us should end this at some yeah, point so that John Ross can so that so Mr. Professional here can can save some face. Just, just keep, oh, he wants us to keep going. Keep it going. All right, we'll keep going. So, <laughs> do you do you have, do you have the question window open? Because we can answer some questions. In yeah, here. let me see if I can if, if there are questions out there that we can uh, we can answer. Or anybody? Uh, here we go. Let's see here. Um, yeah, uh, I guess we're. <laughs> Not seeing a whole lot of things. I'll have a. I have a question for you, Jeff. Uh, getting okay. back into wrestling, uh, what was your opinion of the the Braun Fest we got last night on Raw? Expected, I guess. I, I'm I'm not the biggest Braun Strowman fan in the world, but I've also these past couple of weeks and this year has been really something where I've had to reevaluate what Vince wants in the main product, and I realize. What he wants is, I mean, that last night's Raw said a lot about it. He wants big guys. He wants that spectacle. He wants guys in comedy skits that get some sort of buzz, and then eventually, hopefully, he hopes that he can parlay that into ass-kicking in the ring for a real fight in a big-time match. But, like, I mean, that Enzo sketch last night died a death to me until the beatdown. Uh, Braun coming in at the last moment, I think we're getting Roman and Braun for WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, it's it's certainly possible. I I I want to keep Braun protected from the Roman train for as long as possible. But uh, how about this one, dorks? I'm back. <laughs> I was still seeing three around. of me. <laughs> it's three Look, three angles. <laughs> this is the greatest night in fightful podcasting history. It's a I'm back. Sean. That's great, Sean Triple Threat. Damn, they asked for somebody pretty on the show, but three of me? Y'all better be going to skills.com slash fight and spending that money. Um, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. I can't believe the the cataclysmic errors that Google has unleashed upon me on this day. Uh, I'm going to get rid of one of me over here. A uh, damn. Needless to say, the first 40 minutes of this show w- w- was pretty good. I was on it. It was okay. I apologize for what has happened the last 15 minutes. <laughs> not, not because of my technical errors. I have nothing to apologize about. I am nothing but great. But these two guys, I'm sorry. Anybody who enjoys... I, uh, wait, wait, Jeff, you did say you didn't like a Christmas movie cor- or a Christmas story, correct? I hate a Christmas story. Okay, it sucks. I'll give you a little bit of leeway there. Thank you. Somebody says, RIP Sean on the left. Uh, what? Look, there's my mic, by the way, guys. Um, that, that isn't working right now. Mm. Yeah, Google is throwing shade at Sean. Needless to say, guys, no questions are being answered tonight. Uh, but I will get to them this week at some point, whether it's the Matt Riddle show, the Showdown Joe show, the Matt Hardy show. Uh Plenty of podcasts coming your way. Sign up for free at Fightful.com to get early access to some of this stuff. We have a lot of Christmas videos ready for you this weekend from Alberto Del Rio running over Santa to the aftermath of Alberto Del Rio running over Santa. We have plenty of it. We may even throw in a Balls Mahoney as Santa Claus. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to end this catastrophe before it goes any further. Jeff, plug your stuff. 
Shake them ropes this week. It'll come out probably late or early Friday for your weekend listening. Rob and I will go over um, Roadblock into the line. Raw SmackDown in our top 100 match. See before you die. CM Punk versus John Cena from Money in the Bank 2011. Ooh. A pleasure. A pleasure to watch everything involved in this whole thing. King of Indie Style in the chat says, Sean, Sean, and Sean for Lucha Underground Trios champions. Hey. Not a bad idea. Hey. Los Alex. That's right. Alex, plug it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Pawlowski the fourth P A W L O W S K I T H E the numeral four T H. And I just want to say uh, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Oh, stop it! You asked to be on this show to wear a sweater, Alex, with yeah, reindeer doing yeah. it. Yeah, with, with with reindeer doing it. I don't know if you saw that before, Sean. Oh, no, cool. God. And also, so I can cut that vicious promo on you. Yeah, I'm going to know better than to ever allow you on our Tuesday shows again. <laughs> Fully oh. once. Yeah. Stink, Follow. stank, stunk. Follow <laughs> me at Sean Ross Sapp. Stop interrupting me. I'm doing my plug. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp, where I am verified, unlike these two people who like crappy Christmas movies. That's a qualification of getting verified on Twitter. You have to like the right Christmas movies. Unfortunately, these two will never have a blue check mark next to their name. Follow us at Fightful Online on Twitter and Facebook. Guys, we are out.